On today's episode, we are going to take a closer look at two semiconductor companies that can benefit from AI. And don't worry, we're not going to talk about NVIDIA. Um, like, uh, like always, I'm joined by an amazing co-host. Today, I'm joined by Billy. Good afternoon, Billy. How's it going? Going well. Thanks for having me again, Jose. So, Billy, you're going to take the lead on this one, and you're going to take a closer look at two companies that I want to say are not completely unpopular, but they're definitely not as popular as like your NVIDIA, your AMD, and your Intel, right? Um, right. The two players are Marvell and Broadcom, and I know you're going to take the lead here, so I'll send it your way, Billy, uh, and, and tell us what's happening. Yeah, so amid the AI craze, a um, lot of processor stocks have uh, skyrocketed, and uh, these two stocks, Marvell and Broadcom, uh, remember, Broadcom's got the strange uh, ticker AVGO um, at, that came from the uh, acquisition of Avago years ago. Um, both of these companies went up on NVIDIA's blowout guidance a couple weeks ago, um, but not totally unjustified, and they trade at much more reasonable valuations than NVIDIA does. So for those interested in... Um, chip companies that will benefit from AI and might not be quite as expensive. Um, while they're not super cheap, uh, these two might be interesting. They also have, um, they're also competitors in a lot of products. Uh, they have similar portfolios um, and their AI related products will compete with each other. So it's definitely going to be a growing pie, the AI portion of this market. So uh, both companies could benefit. So both Broadcom and Marvell uh, compete on similar products for AI data center, especially the connectivity needed. So you think about these monster amount of GPU clusters, all of that's going to take a lot of data being uh, thrown all over the place between data centers, between racks and data centers. You're going to have to route uh, data extremely quickly. Again, you think about inference, when an AI has to react to incoming uh, information, uh, that's definitely going to take a huge amount of networking uh, connectivity, and that's where both of these companies excel. Um, talk, so Marvell has its uh, PAM4 optical uh, digital signal processing uh, platform, so optical connections. Um, their Terralinks uh, 10 Ethernet switching so that's our switching platform, data center interconnect in between data centers. That's another um, optical interface and custom ASICs. Um, Broadcom, it was interesting on their conference call, you know, CEO Hawk Tan said, like, we're going to benefit from AI, but we don't have to invent any new technologies, really, because this is existing technology, our Tomahawk uh, chips for switches and their Jericho chips for routers um, already used in uh, networking infrastructure for telecoms and just regular cloud. Uh, in addition, Broadcom also has a big custom ASIC um, uh, business as well. Uh, so for things like accelerators, um, especially with the, the big cloud service providers designing their own chips for AI, um, that they usually have a, a custom ASIC attached to it. So, um, so a portion of these companies, 
um, revenue is expo heavily exposed to AI and is going to see booming growth. Now, unfortunately, it's a small part currently, but it could grow into a big business over the next couple of years. Um, both companies said their AI-related revenue will at least double this year, and then it will double wow. again next year. So it's going to go up 4x. Now, for Broadcom, uh, they noted about 15% of its chip revenue is exposed to AI. Discover the world of semiconductors without getting lost in the technical jargon. My new membership offers a perfect balance for investors looking to understand this exciting market. Using my electrical engineering knowledge and experience, I will release weekly exclusive videos ranging from quick 5-minute 101s to in-depth analysis, covering not just popular chip stocks, but aiming to explore every public semiconductor. Plus, join the private community of like-minded investors. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. So they're bi that's big on the Tomahawk and Jericho switches and routers. They're, they're a leader there. Um, huge amount of 800 gig uh, sockets needed to... Uh, throw all of the all of the data everywhere across data centers that you need. Um, that's fifteen percent of their chip revenue. Remember, Avago, um, Avago, Broadcom also has a software mm -hmm. business that's about twenty-two percent of its revenue. So uh, take seventy-eight percent of fifteen uh, percent, and uh, I don't know, you get about twelve percent of its revenue exposed to AI. Uh, this year, um, but if you think about that doubling and then doubling again, that's gonna be a nice growth uh, tailwind for them. And I own Broadcom, it's been way too cheap for too long. It, it's gotten a little bit more expensive as it rose a lot on the NVIDIA news and solid earnings report, but it only trades around 18 times forward earnings. It has a dividend over 2%, uh, it's about 2.3 right now. And remember they have the potential acquisition of VMware in the works, which mm -hmm. would be sort of transformational. Um, then they, they would be about 50-50 um, between chips and software. Uh, really unique in that sense. If the deal goes through, they um, are maintaining that they're going to close the deal sometime in this fiscal year, although it's been a while that the process has been ongoing. Um, Marvell, um, I'm not quite sure the huge enthusiasm for Marvell in in relation to Broadcom, but I'm a value guy, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, that management team said AI revenue was just 200 million last year, out of about 5.9 billion in uh, 2022 revenue. So that's only about 3.3 percent of revenue. However, management said that doesn't really count their storage controller business, um, which is basically a data center product. Um, as we all know, outside of AI, data center has been in a down market recently, um, but they're not counting their storage controller business as part of their AI revenue bucket. So Marvel could see even more benefits than the pure 4Xing of uh, AI revenue in the next couple of years. Um, currently, Marvell is not gap profitable. It's free cash flow positive, but it has a lot of stock-based compensation. But 
analysts see it, um, growth inflecting upwards, trades about 40 times this year's earnings estimates, and about 25 times uh, 2025 estimates. So should return to profitability this year, and then we'll have that AI tailwind. Uh, Marvel also announced on its recent earnings call, it's going to have 1.6 terabyte uh, PAM4 switches coming out, I think later this year. That's doubling the throughput of the current 800 gig uh, switches that both it and Broadcom sell today. So no, you can imagine yeah. that'll be scooped up. Those will be scooped up uh, pretty quickly by the AI uh, cloud platforms and uh, and others. And then um, JP Morgan, Chase analyst Harlan Sir. He's a semiconductor analyst. Um, he's very bullish on the custom ASIC market, the accelerator market. He estimates Broadcom has about 35% uh, market share there and and Marvel has about 15% market share. That's a $14 billion market. And he sees that growing at a 20% CAGR for a while. So that could also um, lead to uh, long-term tailwinds for both of these companies. So. Both of these are partial AI plays. Um, they can be had for more reasonable valuations than say NVIDIA um, and AMD, although Marvel, you can argue AMD is cheaper than Marvel, Marvel. But um, uh, anyway, these two are interesting. And for those interested in catching the AI wave at a more reasonable price, uh, I think these are two stocks that are worth looking at. I know, uh, I know Nick Rosalillo likes Marvel a lot. He's been in that stock, so he might have more insights into that as well. Um, but I uh, just want to draw attention to the two names. They both reported earnings very recently after NVIDIA, so they had a lot to talk about around AI. And uh, I'll throw it back to you. Yeah, definitely, Billy. I mean, I think this is a great segment. I feel like we don't hear too much about these networking chips. Um, and and, and, and I, I don't know, I think when I originally started to learn, when I first heard about kind of like Broadcom and Marvell, in my mind, I always thought that they were the creators of the switches, right? But they're the creators of the chips that go in these switches, right? So whoever designs the chips, they, these chips are like the processors that we see, like the CPUs, um, but for the for the networking side. So it's a right. pretty interesting market. We know that uh, the, the way data needs to kind of communicate in these data sensors and all these kind of AI workloads it needs to go at some rapid pace. Uh, so there's definitely a market for them, as we can see. I, I've always wondered the same question you have, Billy, where um, every time we look at Broadcom, it, it tends to trade at a better valuation. And then the forward valuation of, of Marvell seems to be a little bit more growth optimistic. Uh, but I, 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 maybe that might be a question for, for Nick on a later episode we might have him on uh, to maybe see why he's very bullish on on Marvell versus maybe a more valued play like like Broadcom. So I definitely enjoy you bringing this to the table, Billy. Any final thoughts before I close the topic out? No, I mean, on that topic, Broadcom is a much bigger company. I think it's like $340 billion company, um, it, which is huge. It's like one of the biggest semiconductor companies in the world. And Marvell is about $50 billion. Marvell is sort of undergoing a turnaround, uh, pivoting more to the data center. So I think people are anticipating their profitability is going to really kick in and inflect higher in the next couple of years. 
So we'll have to see, but um, I really like Broadcom and its history of execution. It has a lot of free cash flow. The VMware acquisition, it could be very interesting, especially for AI as people go to multi-cloud or hybrid cloud uh, with their own data versus the public cloud data. So I think that could be an interesting pickup for uh, Broadcom if it goes through. Definitely, Billy. Thank you for that. And I think that's a great way to end this episode.